Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20. Racing near sideline 10. Corner to the 5. Touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we are kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, had a lot to talk about. I've got a lot of text messages, a lot of calls to get to on today's show. Still, we got one hour long, one hour strong to go. Hell, we might have to go two more hours to get everybody in. Uh, as Demond just looked at me and said, hold up there, Q. Slow, slow your roll there, player. <laughs> so we won't do that. we got plenty to get to, but we do want to get to our next guest, Ted Wynn from The Athletic, and we always appreciate Ted's time. And, Ted, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man, and wanted to have you on to talk about the 49ers' defense as they're you know, coming to Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Wanted to ask you about the Raiders' defense, what you've seen them, you know, the change in them uh, the past three weeks, three or four weeks. But obviously the biggest news of the day is the benching of Derek Carr. So when you see on film what Derek's done over the course of the say the last five games, uh, hasn't had a very good completion percentage, I think 55%, and he's thrown nine interceptions. What in your mind has gone wrong with Derek Carr? Um, yeah, I think the problem is just his accuracy and ball placement has been off. And, you know, we've known he's been, he's been a pretty accurate quarterback throughout his career. So just the, the placement issues and, you know, you saw how many passes were off against the Steelers that led to interception. And obviously he had, they had a chance to get in the field goal position at the end of the game, but he missed, um, Hunter Renfro that ended up in an interception. And he just never looked too comfortable, uh, quite comfortable in this offense. They were trying to throw deep a lot and, um, you know, it's a notoriously hard offense to learn and just never looked, um, that comfortably, never looked settled in this offense and it ultimately led to, um, just not being able to create enough offense in the second half of the games. And, um, Derek was a reason, one of the reasons, not just the reason, there's plenty of blame to go around for why the Raiders couldn't hold on or build their leads in the second half, which ultimately, um, ended in this, uh, season that has been very disappointing. Ted, we don't think, none of us think that Jared Stidham is the NLBR and he's the answer moving forward. What kind of quarterback, if there's one out there or a prototypical quarterback, do you think would thrive in this system with uh, Josh McDaniels? Uh, I mean, I think you would want a quarterback that is familiar in the system and there's going to be a few out there. Um, obviously, the, the best one is Tom Brady and you know, if they're able to get Brady in, into this offense, then you know, obviously there's it, a pretty good chance they'll take off. If uh, Brady comes in, he knows the system. He knows Josh McDaniels. Um, despite what people say, he's still playing at a high level. He, he just His team's not very good right now. He's having to get rid of the ball faster than anybody um, in football because his offensive line isn't good. And um, he's still making those rare throws. You see those rare throws five times, four or five times a game. He's missing a little deep. Uh, more than he does usually, but I'm very confident that he's still an elite quarterback if you put him in the right system. Um, and then there's uh, there's Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, and you know he has the injury history. He's injured right now, uh, but he knows his system. Obviously, his deep ball is very limited, so I wouldn't be too excited uh, to have him in that system thrown to Devontae Adams. And then there's Jacoby Brissett, who could be a decent bridge quarterback. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs or um, – you know, challenge the playoffs with him under center, but he can at least run the system and you could at least look like a competent team with him there. Um, saying that, I think unless you get Brady, 
you would probably be looking in the first round for um, a quarterback to groom under um, under a, a starter, presumably, or maybe even have him start right off the bat. Ted Wynn is our guest here from The Athletic on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I, 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 the veteran quarterback is kind of the way I think that it's going to need to go, at least as a, as a bridge, a couple-year guy at the most. And, and Brady's name I know is going to be attached to this a lot. I know he's going to be uh, linked to this job because of McDaniels, and I know Jimmy G will as well. But like you said, Jimmy G doesn't have a very good deep ball. Do you think that if, if Brady you know, it were to, to be a Raider, that he could get a little bit of a, I don't want to say resurgence because I, I hate to say that he's fallen off, but I haven't been a big believer in what he's done this year. A lot of it is his fault, not his fault, his team's fault, like you mentioned. They just aren't very good. But do you think that he would have enough juice left in the tank for a year or maybe two to be that guy here in Vegas? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the only thing with Brady is his, his arm strength. And he, when you see, when you watch him play, he's still make, he's able to make those you know, zip throws. He's able to make those deep throws. Um, you see it four or five times a game, so it, it's still there. You know, it's not like his brain has diminished. He's still able to read defenses at a very high level and get the ball out accurately. So uh, I, I still think it, it's all there for him. He just needs um, better protection. So if the Raiders do um, go after him and he does come to the Raiders, and we're, we're going to start seeing a bunch of those rumors coming up, yeah, um, they, they'll have to upgrade the interior of the offensive line for sure. You know, I, I think. Um, the Raiders have done a good job of scheming around the offensive line weaknesses, but uh, I honestly think Parham should be a center, and I think they should find um, a couple really good guards if, you know, for whoever is going to play quarterback uh, next season, whether it's Derek Carr or someone else. There you go. Ted Wynn from The Athletic talking here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I got one more question about the quarterback position, then we'll get to some defense, and that is the upcoming draft. I look at three guys as, okay, those are the dudes. You know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levitz. Is there anyone outside of those three guys that you have a, a, a firm belief in, or is it too early in the process for you? Uh, it, it's really early in the process. I've only watched these guys you know, for a few games this season each. Um, Obviously, Anthony Richardson is a um, is a big boomer bust type of prospect. Right. Uh, has all the tools, um, so that's probably the fourth guy that might end up getting drafted in in the first round. Um, but I mean, there's you know we'll probably see three or four guys drafted in the first round this season. But um, this quarterback class was kind of seen as like um, one of the best classes in a long time coming into the season. But how things have played out, they've lost some of the shine. Yeah. So it's not quite as um, as you know as attractive as it was before the season. Bryce Young, um, obviously, great quarterback, great skills, great escapability, but really, really small. I mean, it, mm. he'll he'll be the smallest quarterback by far once he's he, he's drafted. Will Levis has played; you know, his numbers have been terrible this season, but he still has the tools and some intriguing um, traits to work with. Um, and you know, and C.J. Stroud hasn't played as, as good as people thought he was going to play. Um, so those guys will still be first-round quarterbacks, but, uh, you know, I don't know if all, all three of them are going to be, uh, get drafted in the top ten. It's going to be interesting. It really is, man. Again, you, you hit it on the head. There was a lot of hype about this quarterback class uh, months ago, and now it's kind of like, yeah, but there's probably really like three dudes, and they haven't been as hot as everyone expected it to do to be. Again, Ted Wynn is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man, DeMond, wants to flip things over to the defensive side of things. Go ahead, DeMond. Yeah, because as you said, yeah, but, but yeah, but with the Raiders, they still have to play the 49ers this weekend. So what do you think about that 49ers defense? Because it's really outstanding what they've been able to do moving on from Robert Toller to D'Amico Ryans, where it's still the same unit. So what have they been able to do to keep it one of the best defensive units in the league? 
they're just solid all over. I mean, you'd have probably the best linebacker linebacker um, crew in the entire NFL with Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Al Shire. Um, their defensive line is amazing. Nick Bosa should probably a defensive player of the year. Uh, they got Javon Kinlaw and uh, and Armstead back. They're aggressive. They fly upfield. They're they're disruptive. And I think that that's going to be the biggest uh, mismatch in, in this game. It's going to be the the Raiders' interior versus uh, this Niners' interior. Javon Kinlaw and Armstead are um, going to push the pocket, and it, it's going to be on Parham bars and um, to, to, to protect. And they've had trouble protecting against power rushers. Um, and I, I don't know if the Raiders are going to be able to just run the ball on on the Niners. I mean, the Niners have the number one run defense in the in the league, and um, the Niners and the Raiders typically have gotten success from running the ball against two high defenses because defenses are typically afraid of um, Devontae Adams, so they'll put that extra safety back there. Uh, but the Niners are the best team at defending the run in, in two high defenses, so there's just a lot of mismatches uh, with this Niners defense, and it's, it's going to be hard to see how the Raiders can move the ball on this Niners defense. So where you can attack them is at the second corner spot. You know, losing Manuel Mosley was a big deal. Um, and Jahan Dotson was able to have some success against the Niners um, last week against uh, Lenore and the, the other Niner corners, not named Shadarius Ward. So um, it's going to be up to uh, Darren Waller. It's going to be up to Hunter Renfro to kind of create those mismatches when they take the, take away Devontae Adams because Nico Ryans did a really good job of taking Devontae Adams last year uh, in, in the divisional playoffs. After that first drive, um, Devontae Adams was basically racing the game. So you would think that's the same game plan coming in. So the only way to really move the ball is if Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro or Mac Holland, somebody has to step up and really dominate on the other side of those civil teams. You said that they have the best linebacking core maybe in the NFL, but are those linebackers, Warner included, are they good in coverage? Could this be a game where if Devontae, excuse me, not Devontae Adams, Darren Waller is matched up against a linebacker that he'll be able to eat? Oh, I mean, they're great in coverage. Fred Warner might be the best uh, coverage linebacker in, in, in NFL, and Jerry Greenlaw is pretty good too. He's had a couple, <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had a couple of great interceptions. They don't, they don't play a lot of man coverage, but they're going to play a lot of zone, and those guys are just like really good um, in, in zone in the middle of the field, and, and they are the best team as far as taking away throws in the middle of the field. Uh, but Darren Waller is a different animal. I mean, he, you know, not that many tight ends are as fast as them that can stretch those zones. Um, Stidham's going to have to make some tough throws, and this is the kind of game that uh, Darren Wall is going to have to make his money in. Ted Wynn is our guest from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Necessary Roughness. I want to ask you about the Raiders' defense. They've been better the last three games, but they're still not where they need to be, and they obviously lost the game on Saturday, Christmas Eve, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Denzel Perriman and Chandler Jones, when they went out, looked like you know there was no bookend for Max Crosby, and everyone just focused in on Max and wasn't going to let him wreck the game. How bad in this Patrick Graham scheme – do they need a, a competent bookend that's going to be able to complement what Max Crosby does? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, the, the Raiders don't have a great interior rusher. They don't have much depth at defensive end. So um, the, the only way that they'll, they'll be able to create one-on-ones for Crosby in, in password situations is if they start sending some blitzes and um, get aggressive. And I think that's what they're, they're going to have to do against Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy actually has been pretty good against the blitz. Um, in, the, in the games that he's played. So um, they're going to have to find a way to take away uh, Kittle. Um, Morig might have to man him up, and um, they, they might not be able to double him as much as they want because they're going to have to blitz to create pressure. 
That's going to be interesting. Trayvon in, in man-to-man coverage against Kittle, that's going to be a, that's going to be a hell of a, of, a, of a battle, especially with Christian McCaffrey lurking out there for San Francisco. Nate Hobbs, to me, uh, Ted, the last few games, I know he's coming back from the hand injury still, but he just looks like he's kind of taking a step back, and he's not really playing at the level that we expected Nate Hobbs. What have you seen from Nate on film? Yeah, I think it's going to take some time. Obviously, the hand injury is a pretty big deal for a corner that wants to be aggressive. Um, and, you know, everybody blames him for that, um, for letting George Pickens go in the middle of the field in the, on that game winning touchdown. But I think he was expecting help inside from the safety. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think they were trying to double Pickens because he was at the number three position and Harmon was just late coming over. Uh, because there's no way he would play with that much outside leverage if he wasn't expecting help. Um, so, yeah, I just think there's some miscommunications in the secondary, and it's hard to put all the blame on him. Um, and, it, you know, the, the hand injury is a big deal for a corner that wants to be aggressive. Yeah, no, I definitely believe that they wanted or he expected that safety help from Jerron Harmon. I even asked uh, uh, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham about communication, and in particular that play, and he really didn't answer. He just kind of said that communication is important, which we all know. Uh, sticking with the defense when it comes to the Raiders, uh, Denzel Perryman went down. Uh, he's done for the season. His Raider career could be over. He's a free agent. Luke Masterson, Darian Butler, uh, Curtis Bolton, they've been getting a lot of burn as of late. What have you seen in particular from Masterson, who, who's getting a lot of tackles? How have you seen him kind of uh, mature since since he's uh, you know been with the Raiders this season? Yeah, you know I I, I haven't really watched him too closely to give you a, a great answer answer on Masterson. I just know the Denzel Perriman injury is going to be a pretty big deal against the Niners team that wants to be physical and run the ball. And Perriman's you know he 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 sets that tone for the Raiders in the run game especially. So uh, that's another part of the reason why this this matchup is so difficult for the Raiders is. Uh, without Perriman, you know the Niners are gonna sh- should be able to to run the ball pretty effectively against this front. Ted, I've said that my ideal plan for the offseason for the Raiders is to go ahead and spend some money in free agency on that O line and you know tinker with the offense, uh, bring Josh Jacobs back, but then dedicate your draft to the defensive side of the ball because I feel like that they need additions on all levels of that defense. Is that something that realistically you could see them getting close to doing something like that to give Patrick Graham a chance to incorporate the defense the way he wants it to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, they, they need depth on the defensive line. They need some impact players on, um, they need some impact players on that side of the ball. They just don't have them, have them right now. Um, but, you know, I, it's, I think it's very likely that they're going to spend a first round pick, which should be a pretty high pick, uh, on a quarterback. So, um, you know, that goes out the window unless yeah. they do get, um, a veteran like Tom Brady in, in the building. Um, but the rest of the draft, second, third round pick should be, dedicated to the defense you know obviously um, they're going to talk about best player available but um, I just think they need impact players on that side of the ball and they might come from free agency free agency as well but um, yeah I mean it it definitely has to be one of their top priorities coming to the offseason going on to the still keeping it on this game on New Year's Eve with the Raiders and the Niners what can the Raiders do on defense to maybe slow down this 49ers team because Brock Purdy much has been made about him being Mr. Irrelevant, but the offense hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah, I, I think um, he does a lot of the same things Jimmy Garoppolo does. I think he's a little bit more aggressive, but he also has some wiggle and is able to get away from pass rushers, which adds another dimension to this Niners, um, this Niners offense. And, um, you know, he's just been unfazed. He's been so poised coming in 
as um, a rookie who just has not played um, in NFL at all and just kind of picked up where Garoppolo left off. Uh, I think, you know, he has made some deep throws, but those deep throws were, weren't great throws. Um, I, you know, they weren't perfectly placed. Um, so I think you want to make him prove that he can beat you deep with his arm. And if he does, then he, he does. But I think that's where you want to challenge him. And also with this Shanahan offense, I'm just so curious about it because when I see the clips that you post from their running game, Trent Williams just looks like the best left tackle of all time to me. But what makes this 49ers run game not unstoppable, but one of the best in the league with that addition of Christian McCaffrey? Uh, I think they've really done a really good job at developing some of their young guys, like left guard Aaron Banks. Um, they had to replace a bunch of guys on the line this year, and they, they've done a, a good job of doing that. So it's, it's a credit to that coaching staff that's um, they're able to keep this physicality on their with, with their run game despite um, so many moving parts in their line in, in, the, in the past few years. Uh, but they're, a lot, they're very creative with their motions and the way they disguise things. I mean, the biggest run of the day was that Ray Ray Armstrong run that went for, I don't know, it might, it might have been an 80-yard touchdown run um, against um, the Commanders. Um, but that run was a two-back run where they used Christian McCaffrey as a fullback and then they used very, very McLeod as a, as a tailback. Um, and just like those creative ways to create mismatches and find these little advantages like running, a, you know, against light boxes, um, those are the things that make the Niners game so hard to hone in on. They're, they're so creative with that way they use personnel, motion, shifts. Um, all those things, and they're very physical up front. Ted Wynn is our guest from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Ted, fantastic stuff. It's been a crazy day uh, around Raider Nation and around Raider Nation Radio 920. What do you got coming out on The Athletic or your YouTube page or TikTok? What do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? I, I, just, uh, I just wrote an article about five units that are kind of peaking right now for the playoffs. Um, that article's out on The Athletic, so check that out. All right, there it is. Well, Ted, thanks so much, man. Always love your film breakdown, and we appreciate your time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. No problem. Thanks for having me on. No doubt. There he is, Ted Wynn from The Athletic. Always great to catch up with Ted, do a little film breakdown. Again, a lot of the show that we had planned out today has got flipped upside down uh, with the news of Derek Carr being benched. And I know there's a lot of Raider Nation that want to get in. There's a lot of texts. There's a lot of tweets. My man Mitch just tweeted at us, I guess I can't get on. Don't know what you're talking about, Mitch, except for the fact that we have a guest. I have a guest on. I have locker room sound. Mitch, we're trying to do our best, brother. Hang in there. It's nothing personal. And anyone else on hold, it's nothing personal. We got a lot to get to in a little bit amount of time. Let's take a quick break. Light them up. We'll come back with your calls and texts. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Time. Got so much to get to. I definitely appreciate everyone being patient. On the phone line at 702-365-9200. And thank you to everyone. And we got like 500. And I don't exaggerate that. I feel like we got like 500 text messages that we want to get to. I want to get to as many as possible. People are hitting me up on Twitter. I don't have time to respond to every single one of them. We're trying to do our best. And we don't have a lot of time. Uh, We do have the Ultimate Raiders hookup that we're trying to get you in to win. We'll do that at the end of this segment. We'll be looking for call number nine. Going to try to get you hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see that final game of the season against the Chiefs, a couple field passes, and an autographed Raider jersey. How we'll do that? By hooking you up with a $35 gift card to the Raider image. That'll get you in to win the Ultimate Raiders hookup. So that'll come up about 4.30, 4.35. But right now, let's go out to uh, the phone line, 702-365-9200. Uh, John B. in the OC, very patient, man. Thank you for your time. What's on your mind, brother? Oh, man, no worries, no worries. Yeah, man, uh, so to answer your question, I mean, car bought stability to the 
you know, to the franchise nine years. I mean, did he did he get to where he wanted to get to? No. Is he the problem? No, but he wasn't the solution. So, you know, it's business business is business at the end of the day. Um, I wish he would have did better so he could stick around and who knows he probably can. Or he probably will stick around. We don't know yet, obviously, because like none of us none of us is in none of us in the building, excuse me. But um I mean these this regime also wanted their guys. So we gotta just sit and wait. You know, hopefully Devontae stays, hopefully we can fix Jacobs because uh if they do let Carr go, they're gonna have a lot of money and I think right now they're sitting at like two to four compensatory picks and then ten draft picks. So they can definitely build something, make it happen. Uh appreciate you taking me taking my call and uh give us later, Q. Hey, absolutely. Great stuff. And, yeah, you're right. And I think that you summed it up perfectly. He brought stability to the organization. He didn't ultimately achieve what he wanted to achieve, but, man, he did some really good things. And I will never begrudge Derek Carr. You'll never hear me say a bad word about him when it comes to what he tried to achieve and him trying to be the guy that the organization needed to and the quarterback to get them over the top. It just ultimately didn't happen, and that's unfortunate. You know, I thought that when Devontae Adams was acquired, there was no doubt he'd be around for a couple years. And who knows? We, we've seen, like, like, uh, like Rob, like Rob uh, B. said, uh, there's crazier things that happen. He, he could very well come back. But I did see a tweet from Vic Tafer uh, that was confirming the tweet from Jeff Howe saying that Derek Carr has left the organization and uh, him and the team have come to an agreement that it's, it makes more sense so he's not a distraction for the final two weeks of the season for him not to be around. And, again, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, they have that old saying, out of sight, out of mind. And I know that people are going to still be talking about Derek Carr this time next week. But at some point, you know, like Devontae said, we heard him in the locker room. They've got to, as a team, go out and finish off the season. They still, and DeMont, you brought it up too, they still got the Niners on Sunday, right? The Niners aren't going to be like, well, hey, you know what? No Derek Carr, we ain't coming to town. No, they still coming. Right? I mean, it's still a game. Jerry Stidham still has to go out there and do what he has to do. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Mac Hollins, all those cats still got to go out there and do the best they can. Josh Jacobs, because there's two more games left, and they have to do what they have to do. Who knows what the results will be or what the results will look like, but that's what it is. So, uh, John B., thank you so much. Uh, that was John, right, not Rob? Yes, John B. Okay, I got him wrong. I said Rob. I'm sorry. There's so many. I have so many different names written down on this paper. I apologize. Uh, Rob in San Jose, you're up. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Q. Uh, I go back to Daryl Amaka as the first quarterback I ever saw okay. as, as in Raider uniform. And, you know, you went from him to Stabler, and then there was a whole big, uh, well, at least one year of Dan Pastorini and then Plunkett. But you talk about the gap between uh, Gannon and Carr. Go back and look at the gap between Plunkett and Gannon. And this organization has just gone through so many quarterbacks. It's just ridiculous. And the one word I was going to say for Derek Carr is just stability. Yeah. He brought stability to that position. And uh, you always be remembered for that. And I don't think the Raiders did enough to put the talent around him uh, to win. We could win with Derek Carr, but we weren't a good enough organization uh, drafting-wise uh, to get it done. Uh, in terms of going forward, uh, the way Devontae Adams sounded, we better come up with something good because mm-hmm. he didn't sound happy. And if you can get a Tom Brady for a couple of years and 
not spend the first round draft pick on any of these quarterbacks. This this team needs to spend the money on an offensive line and put the draft picks on the defense. We haven't played defense in forty years, and right. hopefully Dave Ziegler understands that. And uh, wherever Derek Carr goes, I hope he goes to New Orleans. That seems to be the most logical landing spot for him. I think they have a defense, and he has a relationship with Dennis Allen, and that division is booty. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he could go there and, and be very successful. I think New Orleans would, would win with Derek Carr. Thank you for the call, Rob. I appreciate you. And, and yeah, man, the lack of draft, uh, you know, the, the, the success in the draft or the lack of success that the Raiders have had in the draft really did not do them any favors when it came to defense, offense, offensive line. I mean, you name it, right? They tried to draft it. It just didn't work, right, for one reason or the other. So you bring up a good point. Stability is a great word when it comes to D.C. and what he did with the Raiders. Stability. And that was the word that I've been using for three, four years now. He stabilized that position because, as you mentioned, between Plunkett and Rich Gannon, there's not a whole lot of good, right? Mark Wilson, Rusty Hilger, Hilger, Vince Evans, Jay Schrader, Steve Berline, Todd Marinovich, Vince Evans, Jeff Hostetler, Billy Joe Hobart, Jeff George. I actually liked him, but it never shook out for him. Donald Hollis. Remember Donald Hollis? Wade Wilson, Rich Gannon in 99. Plunk it to Gannon. And then between Gannon and Carr, again, not a lot of anything to get excited about. And really out of the quarterbacks between Gannon and Carr, the one I got excited about the most was Jason Campbell. And that wasn't when he first got signed. It was after you saw the success that he had, right? I thought Jamarcus Russell, I I have to be the first to admit, I thought Jamarcus Russell was going to be good. You know why? Because he could throw 70 yards from a knee. That's great. That means you're down, dummy. <laughs> I fell for the banana the tailpipe. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was excited. Oh, this guy is he's gonna he's gonna be like the mad bomber. He's gonna throw the ball everywhere. Uh yeah, Q throwing it seventy yards from his knee means nothing when you're on the ground. That means that you're down. And so uh yeah, that was that was my bad. Like I said, I haven't always made the right decisions or gone for the right guy. Uh let's go out to New Jersey. Let's talk to Mitch in New Jersey. Patient Mitch, welcome to the show. You mean the opposite. How you doing? Absolutely, Happy I do. Happy New Year. <laughs> What's Happy on your mind, dude? Happy New Year. Healthy New Year to you and your family and Damon, too. Can't forget him. No right. show without Damon. Okay. You, you, met, you, met, you brought one guy, uh, Vince Evans. I always, I always uh, like it at that, Vince Evans. He was an exciting quarterback. Played a lot of the and he has a, and he has a, uh, a, lot, a lot more than all the other quarterbacks you mentioned, especially Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. It's like throwing, a, uh, it's like throwing a, a baseball 100 miles, but you have no control with it. Doesn't get any good. Um, I think Derek Carr might want it with the, with the Washington, but we we don't have the answer. I like the the coach to go to, but even if we uh, go get um, Rogers or Brady, I want to see him draft somebody like C.J. Stroud in the first round. Even if you have to make a move up, now that we only have six wins, that's probably going to be a, a, a pinnacle. For this season, in terms of wins, here get C.J. Stroud. Things sit behind uh, Aaron Rodgers. There was another guy that somebody mentioned. I forget. But um, the Raiders are like it's like a merry-go-round, and they move from town to town, quarterback to quarterback. It's uh, the jinx, the curse, in a way. All right, good stuff, Mitch. Thank you for the call, my man. Happy New Year to you. It's coming up obviously this weekend. Hope everyone's safe out there. Uh, happy holidays, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just think. 
and we'll obviously have plenty of time to talk about this. We have multiple shows the rest of this week. I mean, this this subject ain't going to go away no time soon because uh, now there's there's a decision looming. What do the Raiders do next? And and I think what was it, Demond? A couple weeks ago, was it a couple weeks ago where I sat at Buffalo Wild Wings when the first report came out about the next the next four games is important for everyone, including Derek Carr. And I said, okay, now that that's out there, what's the plan, right? You can't just go into this and dump a guy and then say, okay, we'll figure it out later. No, you've got to have – and there's a commercial that says it right now on TV, and I can't remember what commercial it is, but they say you don't want just a job. You want the job. You don't want just this. You want the, the – whatever it is. But it's a very heavy emphasis on the. So that's what the Raiders have to figure out, and that's what Dave Ziegler I'm sure already has figured out. I haven't talked to him, so I can't answer that and say specifically that he has a plan. He hasn't said, yes, Q, I have the plan. But that's what you have to hope is that Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly – Josh McDaniels have the plan moving forward, and they already know what the next move is going to be, not a next move. Uh, a next move could be anything, and it could end up being – it could bubble up and be bad, <laughs> right? A next man could be bad. A plan could be bad. You've got to have the plan, and it's 100% on these cats. I mean, they are coaching and drafting and making free agency moves moving forward for their jobs. There's no other way to put it. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? All right, Q, Battle of the Bay, man. We got 95.7 the game versus Raider Nation Radio. And, you know, I'm going to pick my boy Q with Raider Nation Radio all day, <laughs> every day. So, shout out to you guys, man. Hey, you know, this Derek Carr thing, dude, like, you know, I looked at the – I looked at all the, the contracts and stuff coming up uh, about the third week of the season because I, I did want to know if we were going through a rebuild or what was going to happen. And it didn't look good, you know. Um, the reality is, is we have a lot of holes on this team. No matter if it was Carr or another quarterback, I just think we need more money available to sign some of these guys. Now, if we keep Josh Jacobs, which I'm a huge proponent to, um, I do think we should keep Josh Jacobs. We don't need an elite quarterback for a running back that has that kind of skill level. Um, but that means that you have to get a quarterback, whether it's Derek Carr restructuring his contract, taking a pay cut, or another quarterback, a veteran, around $20 million. Uh, it might be a little low, but, you know, like we need to stay in that $20 million range. And then the draft, we got to get a quarterback first round or second round. I like C.J. Stroud in the first, but if, if, if he's not available, there's going to be some guys that will fall in the draft. And, you know, uh, Devontae Adams, hopefully he stays a Raider. He grew up a Raider fan. He should be a Raider, uh, you know. And, you know, Devontae Adams, man, like guys like him are hard to find. we got to keep some of this talent. we got to keep continue to grow with – some of the pieces that we have, you know, no words will ever express what Derek Carr did to this franchise and for us. Um, but don't forget, he did get paid the highest quarterback money in the NFL at the time of his extension in 2017 until Matthew Stafford passed him up like a week later. So there's that. But, you know, I'll always love him no matter what. Once a Raider, always a Raider. And just remember, man, Al Davis always uh, implemented that there's no, no one person that's bigger than the Shield. There's only one nation. That's Raider Nation. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for that, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It really will. Demond, do we have time for one more or do I got to take a quick break? You tell me. All right, we'll take a quick break. Caller number nine is what I look for. So I guess clear the lines real quick. Caller number nine, Ultimate Raider Hookup. We're trying to get you in to win. We're going to give you a $35 gift card to the Raider Image. That will get you in to win the tickets to the game against the Chiefs, the field passes, and the autographed Raider jersey. We'll do it right now. Hit us up. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 
to Jared in Vegas. Got hooked up with a $35 gift card to the Raider Image. Got him in to win the Ultimate Raider Hookup. That's two tickets to the Chiefs game, two field passes, and also uh, autograph Raiders jersey. Obviously, the big conversation today is about Derek Carr and the benching. And it's gone a lot of different ways, man. The don'tbebroke.com text line has been on fire. 69187, keyword r Of course, the phone lines has been keeping DeMond busy as well. We'll get back to them. But I did want to address some of these text messages. Definitely appreciate you taking the time to shoot us a text. Mailman Raider Max at Q. I can see the Raiders getting blown out the next two weeks, causing McDaniels to get fired and triggering the Raiders to keep Carr. Just saying. You know, that could be a possibility. I'm not ruling anything out. I've seen crazier things happen in sports that you just didn't see coming. So I'm not going to rule anything out. I don't think that's going to happen. But at the beginning of the season, I didn't think Derek Carr was going anywhere anywhere either. So I've been wrong multiple times. Jason in Maryland, always like hearing from Jason, said, I wish y'all would begrudge the organization for wasting nine years of his talent. Y'all only attribute losing to Carr, and that's unfortunate. And Jason, that's the farthest thing from the truth. Jason, all I've done is praise Derek Carr all afternoon and said it's not his fault, and he's done everything he can. It ultimately didn't turn out to what did you – I mean, you want a Super Bowl win, right? That's what I think Raider Nation has always wanted is a Super Bowl win. Hell, that's what I want. Let me be selfish. Let me, be, let me just take off my headset and be a fan. I want to see a Super Bowl. I've never seen a Raider Super Bowl championship win or win a Super Bowl in my fandom where I was actually invested. The last time they won was 83. I was seven. I was still playing with Tonka trucks. So I wasn't invested then. I would love to see, there's nothing more than I would love to tell little QC, dad, dad was right. <laughs> I, I told you that the Raiders are a really good organization. He's never seen them win the Super Bowl. So I don't think anyone's begrudging Derek Carr and, 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 and attributing all the losing to him. That's the last thing we've done. Like for two hours and 41 minutes, I've said how much he's stabilized the organization. I've said that word a thousand times. People who've called in have given nothing but props to Derek Carr. Thanked him for his, everything he did. I don't think anyone's just pointing the finger and saying that Derek Carr is the reason why the organization is lost. I go back to all those damn quarterbacks that came before Derek Carr and say, you know what? I'm glad that at least they had Derek Carr where he gave me hope. Vontae Hill, 95-7 the game, said that. I don't think any. I don't know where you're hearing we're attributing losing to Derek Carr. I don't think anyone said that. Sir Whiskey Ray, Q&D, I'm going to keep this real. I really do mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Derek Carr. Thank you, Derek Carr, for your services. Professionalism and first-class act. You will always be a Raider and wish you the best of luck going forward. I really wish it worked out here with our Raiders. That's all I have to say on today's news. One last thing, let's go San Jose State Spartans as they host UNLV tonight here in San Ho. Looking forward to tonight's game and DeMond making excuses when UNLV loses. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. Another person thanking Derek Carr. And I do have the excuses loaded up. The players weren't even able to get proper travel, so I got it ready if they do lose. <laughs> uh, Keith from Sonora, Niners 30, Raiders 9, Chiefs second string 25, Raiders 13, late touchdown thrown by Stidham, and the nation will think he's the best uh, thing since sliced bread. Keith from Sonora, I think we all realize that Jared Stidham, uh, and I hate to put him in this position, because he's in a, he's in a no win situation, right? I mean, he's a guy that he goes out there and wins, then it's gonna be like, what the hell? What the hell was the coaching staff doing, setting Derek Carr up for failure? He goes out there and loses while well, he's expected to lose, and he ain't the answer anyway, right? I mean, Jared Stidham's in a bad situation. Oh, by the way, he's got to try to lead those guys in the locker room who are really close to Derek Carr. We had a call earlier, I believe it was from 
Rob in San Jose where he's talking about the sound that we have from Devontae Adams, and thank you, Vinny, for sending that over. Devontae didn't sound a whole hell of a lot like he was all on board with whoever is behind center next year. Remember, he didn't want to be in Green Bay because he didn't know what was going on with Aaron Rodgers. Was he in? Was he out? Was he in? Was he out? He wanted some stability. Well, guess what? You know what the exact definition of not stability is? Derek Carr being benched and not coming back and playing anymore. So there's a big question mark around Devontae Adams and what he's going to be doing moving forward. Brad in the Bay Area said, one, what Carr has meant for me at the end of the quarterback shuffle, a new stability with a young, proficient, and likable franchise quarterback. Two, moving forward, if it's not with a restructured Carr, then as you said, with a solid veteran with a potentially long-term rookie learning the system behind him. Cannot just start another rebuild at this point, especially remembering that the Super Bowl will be a home game next season. Yes, still hanging on to that one. But I will miss Carr. I feel like he was done a little dirty right now, but as y'all know, money talks. I just can't help but feel his shortcomings this year are magnified by this staff and their suspect on-field strategies and decisions. Very fair text from Brad in the Bay Area. Again, he uses the word stability, likable franchise quarterback. And, you know, maybe he does restructure his contract, but I would say if I'm Derek Carr, I don't need to restructure my contract, (laughs) right? Because it's not, first of all, it's not the largest contract in the NFL. He really, as we mentioned when he signed that contract extension, took a pay cut. Or not a pay cut, but he, he took a very team-friendly deal. Let's put it like that. He he really wasn't worried about it. He wasn't worried about the contract. And that's why I don't think, as he said multiple times, if he ain't playing for the Raiders, he's not going to play. I really do believe him. I don't believe any player in the league when they say that. I believe Derek Carr because I don't think that he needs to play. I think he's very comfortable in his own skin. I think he's very comfortable in what he's done in his career. And no, the W's aren't exactly there, but again, not his fault. (laughs) He's done a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks would have done. Most quarterbacks would have thrown in the towel years ago. Years ago. He stuck in there, hung in there, and tried to do everything he could for the guys in the stands, either at the Coliseum or the Allegiant Stadium, or wherever he played, and guys were wearing the silver and black. He was trying to hold it down for the organization. Glenn in San Jose said, what up, Q? What up, Demond? Some fans have griped that Derek was making $40 million a year, but it's okay. Talk about bringing in a 47-year-old Tom Brady at 50 to $60 million a year. I don't think so. Raiders should make a deal for Aaron Rodgers and draft a quarterback that can be groomed to take over down the line. And that's a great question. That's a great question when you look at this, and I – if you go with the direction that I think that they should go, bringing in a veteran and doing like Glenn said, letting a young dude groom behind him, how much are you going to have to pay that guy? Right? If you do have to pay 47 to $50 million for, say, a Tom Brady, would it be more worth it to you to go and flip, flip it for Aaron Rodgers? But then you have to go with draft capital as well. Again, that's why I hope Dave Ziegler doesn't have a plan. I hope Dave Ziegler has the plan because the plan is a lot better than a plan. You know, Tom Brady, when we talked to Ted Wynn, made sense only because he knows the system really well. But I'll tell you right now, from what I've seen from Tom Brady this year, I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting my hopes up that that guy's going to come to Vegas and light the world on fire. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll make me eat my words. It wouldn't be the first time. It sure as hell won't be the last. As long as I'm doing this job, I'm guaranteed one thing, to get something wrong. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm always going to get something wrong, and I have no problem with that. So maybe he would light the world on fire. I don't know. But what I saw this year, he does—he looks like a shell of himself. Is that his team? Is that him? Is that a combination of both? I don't know. But it doesn't look too hot to me, not from where I'm sitting. 
702, text from the 702. Hunter's saying, I don't make that decision. They did. Doesn't sound like a voice in the locker room in agreement. What is being lost in this Derek Carr funeral is the fact that this team does not believe in the direction in which Joshua Daniels is leading. Thinking about it, and it sounded like Hunter was being a pro's pro, as all these guys I expected in the locker room will be, and they just have to, they have to trust in the decision that was made. The one thing I'll say for guys like Hunter and Darren, they got their extensions. They got paid. They look like they're part of the plan moving forward. So, and they've missed the majority of the season. So injuries, you can't you know, blame a guy for injuries, but them not being there sure didn't help out QB1 in having a successful season. I know Devontae Adams, he also got paid, but you know, like he mentioned when we heard from him, part of the, most of the reason why he's a Raider is because of Derek Carr. Let's go out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Damon? We got John in the OC. John in the OC, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, dude? What's up, boy? What's up, Raider Nation? Uh, man, I don't think Diaz uh, is going to go anywhere, bro. He got paid. He's always been wanting to be a Raider. I think he's a retired Raider. I think we're going to at least win the one championship with him as long as the ship goes right with McDaniel's plan. Um, overall, I think McDaniel's plan has been uh, – game plan has been good. It's just, you know, like I said the other day, like Carr has been really making the progressions and the reads and the throws that he needs to. Aside from that, man, um, salute to uh, to the captain for nine years, man. I I, I really think Dennis I never really got a fair shot because we had a crappy defense, but that's another story. I just want to know what Q's plan would be. You talking about Plan A, Plan B? What's your plan? If you were the GM right now, give me give me your thoughts on who or how, how would you approach the Q, the quarterback position? Because I don't think I really heard your idea, and I just want to know the host idea, and even the Mazda idea, too. Like, what would be your guys' ideal situation? Veteran, one-year deal, two-year deal, and then grow a rookie in? Or uh, that, That's all I really want to know, man. Hey, Raider Nation, just uh, let's keep wearing that shit with pride, man, because that's all we got. We got each other, man. Let's go. All right, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, that okay, my plan um, would be a veteran. I think that that's the only way to go. I don't think starting a rookie quarterback is a good idea. Um, you know, and, and I know that there's three at the top that I believe are good quarterbacks, but you know, you really never know what that transition is going to look like from college to the pros. Uh, I, I think Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stroud and, and Will Levitz are probably going to be the best three in the draft. Uh, and I don't think the Raiders have any opportunity to get those guys unless they move up. So my, my plan would be to go and get a veteran quarterback, whoever they feel like fits this system best. I don't know the system. I do know that Jimmy G knows the system. I know Tom Brady knows the system. I know Aaron Rodgers does not know the system, but he knows Devontae Adams. So it depends on what the plan is when it comes to Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, what they're looking for the most. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously still has, you know, some a few years, I think, of juice left in him. Right. I mean, he he's starting to come on right now in, in Green Bay with the young guys that he has. And obviously, he knows Devontae Adams. They would work. Fine. So if they're trying to make sure Devontae is happy and keep him around, maybe that's the way. But for me, if it's my money, I'm going a veteran, and I'm looking to draft a, a rookie quarterback ASAP to get him going. And if I wasn't comfortable this year, then I would do it next year. And, of course, my my ideal quarterback for the Raiders moving forward would be Caleb Williams, but he's probably going to go number one overall in 2024. And hopefully the Raiders are not in position to to pick number one overall. If they are, something went terribly wrong. 
And, boy, you want to talk about funerals. There might be a funeral on this radio station every day if the Raiders are in position to pick number one overall in 2024. That would just straight up suck. I love my job, but that would suck. <laughs> I just That means that the, the Raiders would have won like, like the Texans, one game, maybe two. And, please, I can't – I don't want to do – I could go through a season like that. I just don't want to. So that would be my plan. Damon, he asked your plan. What would you do? My plan would be a little bit similar to yours. I am one of those people. I don't think that Tom Brady's cooked. I mean, he leads the league in passing attempts and completion, so he's still getting the ball out. He just doesn't have enough time. So for me, if it was going to be that bridge quarterback, it's got to be a veteran. It would be Tom Brady, but I do think that you would draft someone young, but not a first-round guy because we've seen that you can find a guy, third-round Kirk Cousins, shoot, we see with Mr. Taylor Hurts came in the second round. Exactly. So I don't think that you need to have a first-round guy, but someone that you believe in in maybe this year or next year's draft. But I do think of all of the guys the bridge quarterback I don't think the GOAT would be a bad option and, and you know we've heard, we've heard those rumors that everybody's tried to put the bed for years yeah. you know he comes to Vegas and him and Gronk get to play together one more time I can, I can see that happening and I'll say this and I'm angry now I really wish that the Raiders had got Jalen Hurts when they had the opportunity you know what I mean because you see what he's doing in Philly and that's not guaranteeing that he would be that guy right now but man it sure would be nice to have a guy like that to to turn the, the page to and be like, all right, this is the guy that's been sitting here behind waiting this whole time. Now he's ready to go, even though he would have had to learn this system too. But, man, I sure would have felt comfortable in Jalen Hurts, and that was a guy that years ago I was pounding the table for the Raiders to go get when they had multiple first-round picks. Obviously it didn't happen, but and you can't you know keep going back to that. But, man, it sure would be nice to have Mr. Hurts in Vegas at this point. Uh, let's get at least one more call in. Demond, who we got up? Teak, you're up. Teak, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's up, DeMond? Thanks for getting me on. I'm listening to the show, and I'm hearing everybody talk about stability, stability, stability. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I love Carr. I've been a member of Carr's attorney of law for the past nine seasons. But that is the only thing that has not changed in the past nine seasons is the quarterback position. And that is the definition of insanity, is to continue to do the same thing. But, I mean, you expect different results, but not get to different results. And that throw that he made to Winfro at the end of that game just showed that we're never going to take off as an organization and be back in Super Bowl contention with him under center. And I love him. I hate to see him go like this, but it's it's time to change that position. Okay. That'll work. Hey, thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, that's okay to feel that way, right? I mean, I mentioned it before. A lot of quarterbacks in the league don't get nine years if the wins aren't where they're supposed to be. Uh, I think that he stuck around because, well, again, going to the word that you just mentioned, stable, stability. And he's the better option than what the Raiders had before him. And who knows what they're going to have after him. But, you know, obviously Josh McDaniels has, has, talked, to, has talked to the owner. Josh McDaniels has – Talked to the GM, and they made the decision moving forward that they should go in another direction. Um, Demond, that's a really good question. Ah. I mean, I just think that we're going to have another hour of calls. <laughs> you can say it over the air, Demond. We can have a discussion. That's what we're here for. All right. So, Q, we'll let everybody to, behind the curtain. We're trying to debate if we're going to go one hour longer, if we're going to do one more hour of the show. And hopefully – Hopefully, no, we better not. We better not. The, I'm getting emails from people that are more powerful than the boss and <laughs> telling me not to do it, so I'm not going to do it. So, um, yeah, we're going to just go ahead and wrap it up. 
Uh, of course, the morning tailgate. We'll have plenty more on this in the morning with Vinny, Clay, and Heidi. And uh, we appreciate your Raider Nation for all the texts, tweets, calls, and all that. Just win, Wendy. We're going to close out with her. She said, great job keeping the show positive today, Q. I'm devastated with the news. Really wanted to see Derek Carr against his and our rivals, the Niners and Chiefs. I need a few days to reset my Raider loyalty. I'll see you this weekend. Of course, at Allegiant Stadium. Thank you, Justin and Wendy. I appreciate you. And that's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. Who knows what we'll be talking about at that point. I know Derek Carr will have something to do with it. But it's all Raiders all day. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Good night.